0: tiffany this is the last tiffany and this is
1: tit talks a podcast for modern women living in a mama world
2: welcome back to another episode of tit talks as usual you have myself tiffany isa tiffany and tiffany hey guys how are you hey good hey, doing
0: good,
3: I'm good.
2: I'm surviving out here yeah doing the best we can <laughs> So we're so glad you, the audience, are back listening. Uh, This has really been such a fun venture for us, and we love having you be a part of this. So today is a special episode. We're going to dive a little deeper into uh, what we do professionally. So first and foremost, I just want to say we respect motherhood, no matter how you mom, whether that means you're a full-time caregiver or you're working part-time or full-time, Either way, we're all queens. Um, we just want to say that we all happen to work um, full-time, and on this episode, you'll uh, learn a little bit more about what we actually do on a nine-to-five. Um, and and for you guys, I really want to hear, I guess, from you guys when you delve into your own little portion of this episode, like the, the challenges and the wins that you've had, um, being a working mom, and, you know, all of us now having had children, Like, what challenges, if any, did you have in um, re-entering the workforce after your maternity? I think it'd be great to dive into that. So, guys, I'll start. This is Tilo, and um, I am a merchandise manager for a kids' clothing brand called Cotton On. Um, At a high level, um, I would say I (laughs) get the right stock to the right store, Um, understanding that each store has generally a different demographic and a different customer profile, which makes them behave differently. Um, Beyond that, we kind of read into the data to understand um, what influence we can provide to the buying and the planning teams so that they can um, manage that upstream before we actually get the product. So I have worked in retail my entire career, which this point is like 15 years, (laughs) and I started um, in the department stores after I graduated in college, Um, graduated from college, I worked at Robinson's May, which then I got acquired by Macy's, and then I've also worked at a premium denim brand called Joe's Jeans, and then I found myself um, at Cotton On, which I just celebrated my seven years, which sounds like a long time. (laughs) Um, Congrats.
0: We love Cotton
2: On. Thank you That's all the work that you do at Cotton On for the Kids. Yes. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's been seven years, which, I mean, hopefully tells you that it's it's been a good ride. Um, I I have had both of my maternities with the company, and um, I think in, in both instances, I had two different bosses each time I, I came back from maternity. Um, one did not have a child, and the current one has two little girls of his own, and both of them were quite sensitive to, to what it takes to, I guess, come back um, as a mom. There is um, a lot of atrophy in your brain. I think you guys probably experienced the same thing. For sure. Everything, everything kind of just moves in slow motion, which is kind of funny until you kind of get back to reusing that muscle. But um, the transition has, has been fabulous. And I would say probably like the one thing that was most challenging was just that like my company doesn't offer a paid maternity leave. I know some of you guys, um, have had an opposite experience, which that's so fantastic, but essentially like, you know, I just got, what is it? Disability Mm leave, um, which is like a fraction of my salary. So, so that's like a little bit stressful, you know, to, to kind of have to juggle and manage when you're trying to give, uh, take care of like another being, but, um, but transition wise, I think it's been quite easy. Um, we even, we even have like a program at our work where you basically come on, um, at a tapered rate where like, you don't come back on five days a week. You do like, you know, three days a week for two weeks or so on. And then you kind of just like build your way back up. Um, so that makes the transition a lot easier, but, um, I've loved fashion as long as I can remember. It's been a huge fabric of my life, and um, I, I don't know, I, I can't really imagine myself doing anything else. Um, funny story, they were, like, asking us um, for slogans, essentially, like, so we've had this wild child tea, and there are so many incarnations of it now that have been fantastic, because it's, like, you know, it's cheeky. You have a kid, you call it a wild child, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I got this email at the same time my boss is in a meeting, and one of the buyers sends us a message and it's like, hey, how does rat bag sound? <laughs> and like, at the same time, we texted each other and we're like, what the fuck, rat bag? And apparently that's a term of endearment in Australia. Like they call their children rat bags. <laughs> and so like, it's it's essentially like our job to kind of audit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To make sure that like stuff like that does not appear <laughs> Oh, no. you're On like the, no one will buy
0: that Trust.
2: Exactly. it's like it's like thank you so much for asking but no thanks yeah. it's a hard no
0: yeah
2: um so that that was a really funny thing that happened so there's like a lot of fun stuff that happens sometimes it's stressful like right now obviously retail is being hard hit because of COVID-19 so we actually have been closed I believe since March 16th in some of our markets um today is May (laughs) third, so we've been closed for quite a while. um, And next week we're actually opening uh, or reopening. I would say our first stores in um, Texas, Utah, Minneapolis, and Florida. So we're starting to get there, kind of get back to uh, a little bit of normalcy. Um, But but yeah, I mean I wouldn't change anything. I've I've had more time with the kids, obviously, with the stores closed, um, and it's been a blessing in disguise. So um in a nutshell that's kind of what i do <laughs> and i'll pass it on to
1: isa oh wait wait before you do let me show you so we just yeah. got we just got oh. like two colors of cotton on stuff <laughs> oh, are oh is that the captain planet yes yeah, so this oh. is the captain planet <laughs> michael got like 20 shirts and 30 shorts for her from cotton on oh
2: my god what size is she now size four no
0: <laughs> wow <laughs>
2: Okay, so that would be perfect because Tess is moving
0: into five. Oh, so good. Give me all her stuff. <laughs> exactly. Kennedy is growing so fast. Exactly.
1: She's a large human.
0: <laughs> I have to say cotton <laughs> on PJs now. for babies are the best because they zip both ways. Yes. And that makes all the difference when you have a, mm-hmm. a yeah, I know. Worship. I
2: remember those bleary nights when you're like, get the snap onto the romper. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. you snap it wrong and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So it helps. Yeah. The double zip definitely helps.
1: Wait, how many stores, how many brick and mortar stores do you think you've actually been in?
2: Oh, I don't know. <laughs> there are some that I've still never been in in Southern yeah. California because it's not worth my time, like Pointe Hills is one of them. Um, <laughs> 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 but um, but in the kids' chain, we only have like 32 stores, but the adults' okay. chain has like over 100. Got so it. I've been in Florida, Texas and Utah and obviously California, so in Australia, but, yeah. Oh, yes, Australia.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun ride, um, and uh, I don't know, I think, like, it's interesting being a mom, I would say, like, um, you kind of, I, I don't know if you guys had the same experience, but I was, when I came out of college, very gung-ho, I'm like, I'm going to do this, I want to, you know, become a VP, I want to become a director, yes. whatever it may be, and then you become a mom, and then your priorities just shift yeah, for sure and I think for some people and and I'm just not one of them you still can you know you can have it all it's very possible but I think like just the way things worked out for me Dave at the time um, was working a lot of hours and it, it just this job ended up being flexible for me so that I could basically be primary caretaker and also do my job at the same time so I'm very thankful that this has afforded me that opportunity but you know you you still wonder like sometimes like oh should I be doing something more like I I feel that way as as the kids kind of are aging and maybe it's because my kids are like older than your guys's I guess like I kind of like am feeling that way whereas like you guys are on your first gonna have your second still thinking about your second Mm -hmm. um but I don't know I think everybody's experience is different but that's kind of where I am, but I don't really know where I would go. Retail seems like it's a dying beast, sadly. <laughs>
0: I mean, we'll always need it, I think, and oh, it yeah. just seems to evolve, you know. Um, yeah. So I think you'll always be needed in that sector, that also, industry.
1: Um, I was laughing really hard inside when you said Tesla was aging.
2: She started. <laughs> <laughs> she <is. She's laughs> <a response. laughs> I can't believe she's turning
0: five. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier, I was I telling somebody that um, Sana's gonna be in the double digits, and she's like, um, she's turning one. I'm like, she's gonna be yeah. 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. Well, me, I am in um, commercial real estate in the multifamily sector. So it's um, mostly apartment buildings, um, some retail. Um, And I started as a property manager and I actually made some shifts back and forth into assistant managing um, to kind of get the growth that I've had now. Um, So when I actually first started in college, I started working for a attorney because that's what I thought I wanted to be (laughs) um, in real estate and for developers. And this was prior to the housing bust of 2008, so I worked for him between 2004 um, to about 2008 when everybody was getting laid off because nobody was developing anything, um, and I learned that I didn't necessarily want to go to law school, and then I really liked, you know, what, what I was doing, and so when I was let go, I actually um, took maybe eight months of fun employment time. <laughs> <laughs> yes to explore what I love to do artistically and so I religiously went to dance classes at Millennium and Edge and Debbie Reynolds in LA um, and was trying to make that work for me I made a bunch of amazing friends but the term starving artist is so true and I knew that I didn't want to do that because honestly before I even went into college I was like oh by 25 I'm gonna be this huge successful something you know like like Tilo said, VP or director, you have this idea in your mind that you can go, I mean, when you're young, that you could just do it in a snap. Not the case. <laughs> you need experience, education, all of that. I think by now we all know that. Um, and so I took that little time off. Um, I was probably like a really great girlfriend at the time. because I was like cooking all the time, grocery shopping. I was <laughs> like, you know, I had to keep myself busy um, and Jake was in school so, I was, I think I was amazing. She might not remember, but I was. You <laughs> were. <ago>. <laughs> so, then uh, that happened in 2008. In 2009, I actually um, started working for one of the developers that I, you know, worked on his CCNRs and with, um, and he ended up not converting to condos and had about five buildings downtown, and this was prior to downtown being the shit, mm-hmm. so... <laughs> I moved downtown into The loft. It was amazing. Yes. Had yeah, yes. crazy yes. good parties. Yes. Um, every Halloween. Yes,
3: <laughs> oh, Had an amazing
0: pat- patio on Fifth and Spring, right next to Exchange. Really close to a bunch of bars. Oh, those were fun, fun times. I know it was. It was perfect for the age that we were. I think. Yeah, I agree. Which I'm not going to say, but <laughs> it was perfect for that age. <laughs> and so, um. So yeah, I realized dancing wasn't going to cut it from my wallet, <laughs> so <laughs> I, went, I went into property management, which is funny because my mom was always in this industry, and I just never took to it, and I just kind of found my way into it on my own, um, and so what I noticed three years working for this one developer is that I wasn't growing, that my my um, suggestions weren't being taken. And so I thought, okay, it's my time to go or my time to leave. And then I actually ended up going to a very big um, REIT is what we call it in the industry. And they're just a publicly traded investment, real estate investment firm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was a nightmare. (laughs) So I was with them for eight months and I'm really dedicated. Like I will stay with your company for a very long time. If I feel like I am growing, I am learning um, and I'm being appreciated. And I think that's true for everybody and all of their professions. Um, And so unfortunately, um, my second day in, my manager went on leave to have a boob job. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this was like a two-month leave. And in three months, I had three different regional managers during that time. And then in the end, when my manager came back, couldn't catch it, she wrote me up on her last day. <laughs> yeah, it was unreal. Um, and, and then you know, two weeks after that, even though I loved the new interim manager, mm-hmm. who was a manager from another property, I, and I took a step down from property manager to assistant manager to grow with this huge company, you know, um, I just was like, I can't take this anymore. This is not professional. I'm going to separate myself from this company. And I actually went into unemployment again. <laughs> um, fun and fun employment. And that only lasted a month. I actually got to temp for a bunch of different companies, and I got to see what I liked. Um, you know how great companies were working in the industry, and not so great. Um, so I ended up with um, a position being an assistant general manager for two properties, and really growing under one of my favorite um, one of my favorite bosses I've ever had. I Learned a lot from him. These two properties totaled like 600 units together. So it was a big job. Um, And I felt like I really tackled it. And so I was there for about a year and a half when I got an opportunity through my mom. Um, One of her um, bosses who she's worked under for a very long time opened his own company. And all he had was a 62 unit live work lost property for me in NoHo, and it took me a long time to sign on, because it was a, you know, I've been going up and down, up and down, and so I I took that job, because otherwise I wouldn't have left. I loved my boss. Took that job, hoping that it would give me growth, and it totally has, because now I am, Associate Asset Manager for the company, we've grown so much. I grew into a district manager, into a regional manager, into portfolio manager, and into the position I am now. So I I think it's just important to know that you can take these like turns, these steps forwards and back, as long as you know your goals and you know it's gonna bring you there. Uh, So I think, you know, I just wanted to say that because it's important to be strategic about your career, um, but then also do the time. You know, because I think now, especially in this atmosphere, environment, a lot of people think it just like it does happen in a snap, you know, like I could watch so many YouTube videos and (laughs) know what I'm doing, but really experience, especially working with people, um, I think brings you, you know, and working under people, mentorship is so important. So I just wanted to say that. But yeah, now I'm in asset management. Um, I've spent five years with my company um actually five years on the 25th of May. So Ooh, wow. okay.
3: I Very heard impressive. I'm getting an
0: Apple Watch, which <gasps> I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I didn't jinx it, but <laughs> that's what my colleague got so it would only be fair. That's a great milestone. <laughs> I know. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Got more vacation time, you know yes. anyway. <laughs> all the big girl things. But um yeah. So, yeah, you know, you may take steps forward in your career or, you know, make departures from an industry or, or anything like that. But as long as you have your mind on what you want to do, um, you'll get there. And I think another important thing is work-life balance. And, you know, when I first graduated college, you want to be that, like, executive. You know, you want to be that CEO, maybe even. Um, but I think as you grow older, and this happened before I had Zana, my little baby girl, um, I realized that um, even though I want to big, be this big wig or whatnot, there's definitely a balance where I still want to have me time, um, you know, time, um, time in my life to pursue the things that I love to do, to be with my husband, and not work too much. Um, and so I think you get to that balance too, because when you're really young, you think you, if you get to the, to that executive level that they don't work as much or as hard, but with every promotion that I've gotten, it has been more and more work Same. and yeah, you know, it takes more of your mental, like the mental load is more. And so the grass looks greener. It's not always, and you really just have to find that balance of where you want want to be. Yeah. So I think I'm where I need to be. I don't think that I want to be a VP. Like I see how hard she works and I'm like, mm, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but um Sana definitely drives that home because you know like like Tilo said, it's important to spend time with family. This is a great time to spend time with family. Um and I can only imagine, you know, when she starts school and like has um I don't know, she might be in band or like choir or, like sports you know and I want to be there for her yes you know and we actually just got our new employee handbook and it gives you time to to go like I'm so impressed yeah it's a 40 hours that you get that's awesome yeah that's not normal that's great yeah (laughs) I don't know where that came from I'm I don't know because honestly to go back to coming back from maternity leave I did take extended maternity leave because I did have to work through postpartum depression um, and some other physical things that I had. Um, And so I was out for six months. I was lucky to get um, disability throughout that time, but I I didn't get additional um, pay through my work. Um, And then also I have to say my husband's company was really great in that they gave him six weeks full pay. So he actually got more pay than me and I'm the mom, you know what I mean? I'm the one that gave birth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Baby came out of
2: you. Ridiculous. Right. Okay. That's I
0: crazy. got one stitch. Okay <laughs> for that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, you know, I think it's, um, it's important to have a good company to work for, but I still have leave left over that I'm exhausting. Sometimes I will work if the workload needs me to, Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's just the balance. You know, I feel like we're all like, I i don't think I'm a type A. I'm, I don't think I'm quite there, but I'm almost there. So I, I will work if I feel like nothing's going to get done. Right. I still have leave and I have to take it. And my HR guy just was like, hey, we need to really talk. It's going to come up on July. And I want to make sure you get this time. And I thought that was really nice the way that he approached it and I I get that when I was coming back he was new and that probably led to the bad communication at the time and now he's so much more better so I have forgiveness in my heart for how I felt back then. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Um. Yeah and I was actually supposed to take three weeks to go see my grandmother who is 97 turning 98 in June Um. and due to covid you know yeah. i haven't been able to take that time and that was three weeks of leave so i feel like they're working with me every time i reschedule it i just had to cancel the flight that i was supposed to take this weekend because we changed oh, it to May 2nd. Oh, losing it, and yeah. losing it right yes and so now they're like we are not going to change your flight you're just going to get a credit
2: oh so. no no and you guys got i a- know
0: we oh. got such a good deal so i might i might dispute it with my credit card but anyways (laughs) yeah (laughs) I might I don't know (laughs) let us know how it goes looking (laughs) into that stuff (laughs) well
2: that's a great journey that you've been on and and, uh I think like one thing one theme you probably touched on that I think like if we have any younger listeners um would would be relevant is probably the networking part um and I'm pretty sure all of us have had that same experience where it's like you really do need to build up your network and utilize it because it really does come in handy. Like in your case, like you had a really good mentorship and then your mom also happens to be in the industry and you've kind of like, kind of went from one place to another because of the connections that you Mm -hmm. have. Um, like -hmm. we all went to UCLA and that, um, that particular alumni association is also very strong. Um, and every single job that I've gotten, from UCLA on forward has been because of the connection that I had with a different company and 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 just the networking that I've had. So like right. that that base is actually very, very important um, and relevant as you continue to build your career.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important that uh, you said, you said that it takes time because I think a lot of people now are expecting immediate gratification and that does not come from networking and Mentorship, like it's gonna take some time, um, but it is gonna pay off soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, sooner or later. Sooner or later, <laughs> right?
1: I mean, I'll jump up. I'll I'll jump in next because I also have kind of like a topsy turvy career path as well. Um, so I I started off. So I was an English major which is like the perfect springboard to everything else. But like as an yes. English major itself, it usually doesn't amount to anything. So I started off as a real estate agent, but I definitely did not have the discipline to do what is required of a good agent, like networking. I was definitely very immediate gratification focused. So I ended up getting a real job with real hours and actual pay. <laughs> I <I'm> lost. <laughs> much money being a real estate agent oh my gosh I have like you have to invest in yourself you a lot and, and those signs forever. are expensive those signs
3: are... and throw parties and bake cookies yeah <laughs> and was that was that like sprung from
2: from what your dad does oh yeah for sure yeah. for sure and I think because he was during it
1: so he was um uh, flipping properties during a time where it was very lucrative Uh, So I thought like, hey, this is this is going to be really easy. So I I became a real estate agent in 2008, 2007, 2008, like right when the economy crashed. Um, So it was just like lack of discipline, bad economy. It was just bad news all around. And to be honest, I think it was my parents that were like super worried and they were talking to my aunt and they were like, hey, this girl needs help. Like, you need to find her a job somewhere. (laughs) So I ended up working at my uncle's company in Irvine um, as an energy efficiency firm and I became a case writer. So I was a writer and then I turned to a project manager um, doing mostly program management for like solar installations and I was writing a lot of case studies. Um, And then what I think I enjoyed most from there is the managing of different entities d- in a very general sense, like basically taking a lot of diff- different parts together and um, creating a cohesive plan and giving it to everybody else, which is basically marketing p- and communications, right? So I ended up doing MarCom for USC. And then from there, I realized like, I was in student affairs and student affairs is so great, noble profession, but again, ISA the wallet thing, like doesn't need yeah. really too much. And then I started fundraising. <laughs> At Stanford, um, but then what I realized there is while well, fundraising is good money, it's not good enough to live in the Bay Area. So and then I started working on the side, like moonlighting in ed tech. And I was working for Udemy, which is um, uh, it's an educational startup. Well, actually, not anymore. Now they've got like 2,000 people, but when I started, it, there was only like 40, 50 people. And it was an amazing experience. And I think it got me into that space of like developing programs. So now I'm back at USC working in alumni relations and annual giving. And while the, the purpose is to raise money, I think what I'm really good at is like the rolling out of new programs and really um, kind of generally putting together communication strategies that would work well for like, if you give me a goal, I, I'm really good at creating a plan to, like, meet that goal with a lot of unwilling people. So being <laughs> persuasive, so being, like, a good persuasive person to get everyone on the same board, be really, yeah. like, energetic, and just, like, generally be a positive person to bring people together toward a call. You're, a,
2: you're an influencer.
0: Yes. But, but a project manager as well, right? Like, yes. is, that, is that what I'm hearing? Exactly, exactly. This brings to mind your influence in Vegas. Yes. You would wrangle like 40 <laughs> of us, get us in the door before any line, get us on a table like the best nights. Or like the LA club nights. Night. Yes. It's true. It's true. I mean, yeah. This- she is talented, guys. <laughs> I'm like, thank this, you. This is perfect for. I'm glad you're
2: getting paid for it
0: now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank
2: you. Yes. <laughs>
1: thank you so much.
0: Thank, thank you so much. Match.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's so funny because I too have a portfolio but it's a portfolio of people that I'm supposed to like be face-to-face and fundraise with but that is not the part I enjoy I enjoy like I, I, I enjoy like yeah the planning and like the behind the scenes like boring yeah. and nerdy work and like putting together like tableau dashboards and like presenting data analysis like that's fun for me so I'll save the persuasive parts for Vegas when we
2: go back <laughs> we
3: in
1: 2021
3: know. yeah whenever <laughs>
2: maybe that's <not> maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: with our sexy masks. Oh
0: yeah! <laughs> oh my gosh!
3: <laughs> so yeah. true. So true. Is there anything else you're going to
0: add?
3: <laughs> 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 this is cute. I guess. I guess I will jump in with my with my story and my profession. I am a business litigator, um, a lawyer. I I passed the bar in 2009, my first try. Um, Ooh, woohoo! was really (laughs) glorious because because that test sucks and um, my journey to becoming a lawyer let's see I went to UCLA I had no idea what I really wanted to do because all I was focused on when I went to UCLA was the fact that I had freedom and I will say I did not do very well in school so I went in as an econ major and I changed to history and then people were like well what are you gonna do with a history major and I was like I guess I'll go to law school because thats I think that's what people do (laughs) with their their history, unless they become like a history teacher or something, but I I never thought I would become a history teacher, but um, lucky enough for me, now knowing myself, I feel like being a lawyer is exactly what I'm supposed to do because it's very fitting with my personality, like In the way, for example, I structure my arguments. If I have an argument with Glenn, my husband, it's like, (laughs) I, you know, I can compartmentalize certain facts and make them fit into my argument as to why I am right. (laughs) I'm wrong sometimes, but very rarely. (laughs) Um, But, but yeah, and it fits into the way I like to plan what I need to do and structure my month or my week or how we need to plan for our next girls trip. Mm -hmm. Like, like you girls know, when we go to Vegas, it's like, okay, well, have to find the hotel, Mm -hmm. have to get the best price. Mm -hmm. We have to all get in by 10 AM so that we can get ready for an hour before we hit the pool party at 12. And then we have to leave, we have to prepare to leave at 2.30, so we can be in our hotel by 3.30, and then take a nap, and then.
0: I do appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm just just very, very willing to <laughs> do the subject. You <laughs> still don't abide by that timeline. <laughs> I, I think it's great, because we only last... spend 24 hours there, and that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. We can't we can't
3: be wasting any time. Like, we can rest, but it has to be within a certain time
0: frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when we used to spend three days there? Three I,
3: days? I can't imagine. That's insane. We, we, we need to have a podcast or like a, an episode just on our Vegas. Just on yeah, our, oh, you're right. No, we'll, we'll add that to the list. <laughs> so I've been practicing for what's—it's so crazy. It's like since 2009, and we're in 2020.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: That's I—I'm in my 11th year of law yeah, practice. It's and more it's, than a decade. That's awesome. So, i you know, every year you, you know. You find out what you don't know, which is so much because the law keeps changing. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like when my when my bosses will be like, "Hey, can you research this basic or this seemingly basic legal uh, legal issue?" I'll think, "Shouldn't you know that? <laughs> you know, know that?" But uh, but it doesn't quite work that way because the law is always changing. Um, I will say with regard to challenges. I work at a small firm, it's four attorneys, and I am the only woman, I'm the only minority lawyer there as well, so I, I think I'm lucky enough to work with three pretty great guys, <laughs> um, but, you know, sometimes it's like, they will make statements that, you know, they don't Intend to be offensive, and you know, for the, you take everything into consideration. They're not trying to be offensive, but it's like, eh, well, let me try to explain, You know what? <laughs> why you shouldn't say it. <laughs> why, you shouldn't, why you shouldn't say certain, or like why why the reality might be a little different from from your your reality. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in litigation. You kind of have to do what you need to do to when the situation calls for it, and you know, luckily for me, I haven't had to pull many all-nighters. Um, but sometimes you just have to. If so, if you're if you're if your opposing party is going to do something bad, you have to just go in and file that emergency application to stop the bad guy from doing what they're going to do. Um, but uh, I will say that I I am blessed because I I find it to be very manageable that wouldn't be possible without the help of my parents who live very close to where I work mm-hmm. and you guys know I talk about my my parents all the time and I I, I couldn't do life without them I don't really. <laughs> they love my son and I mean I don't want to say they love him more than me but <laughs> They love him more than me, and they're <laughs> nice. like my mom. Who you know, Mrs. Trickett, bless her heart. She she'll be like, she'll be like, you know, I don't care about you. I only care about Kai. like with regards to when we went to Hawaii. I don't remember when Hawaii was exploding with the volcanoes and mm-hmm. the ash getting everywhere. She was like really worried that the island that we were going to, which was Maui, was going to be affected by the Big Island, and she was like. Don't don't go because you know it might affect Kai. But it you know it was way too far. But stuff like that. So anyways, they 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 will do anything for him, and I can drop him off whenever I want and pick him up whenever I want, and that really helps with the litigation world. I think I'm also pretty blessed by uh, the lack of guilt that I feel sometimes. Like sometimes I think I feel too much guilt, but. Like, with regard to work, not with regard Same. to, like, life. But right. I see all you, you great moms, and I know that you wonder, like, oh, should I spend more time with my girls and my husband? I feel like I don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> doing, like, a great job. Like, I, I know I I know. I would love to spend more time with him. There's always that. But, I mean, I think, you know, he, I give him attention. Yeah. I, so... <laughs> no that's the no that's that's the lawyer part of your brain that you've trained the
1: compartmentalization of like unnecessary emotions
3: yeah yeah thank you thank you I like I can at least recognize that like Mm -hmm. like I for sure won't do something if I don't want to do something whereas I feel like other people in their like they're they're wanting to be a good friend or a good daughter a good wife they're like might put themselves out so that they can make someone else happy. I think I'm very good at not. Doing. <laughs> you are. You know what? You, you are. are. I, I have yeah. to say, and I
2: can't actually think of a specific example, but just throughout the years, I feel like, I don't know if you would call that integrity maybe a little bit, but it's like you're very much like, no, this is what I'm going to do.
0: And this is yeah. this right. And that's how yeah, it's going to happen. It's integrity.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: You're really good about that. I think it's just being true (laughs) to yourself, and that's hard to find. Because even with work before sauna, man, I was a workaholic. Like, you could tell me to fly to the Bay Area, like, three times out of the week, and I would be there up and back. Or, you know, like, just on the fly. Or or i just work till, like, 10. I mean, I know we've all, you know, worked really late nights or 14 hours, days or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Now I am a chook. I am like, nope, got to go home, <laughs> bedtime, sorry. And I'm not working after bedtime because that's me time, you know? So <laughs> she's definitely helped me like draw lines. And I'm like, why did I not do this before? And now I feel like, you know what? All that extra time I spent, that was then. <laughs> I already paid. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, well, I, that, that makes me
3: so happy because we all do Wow, we all work hard, we're all caring, we're all good people, but at the point where like you're gonna ask me to do something that like impe- that that encroaches on my own on my own time or my own happiness, yeah, I don't think so. But I think I will say it in a very nice way that like thanks but no thanks.
0: You <laughs> yeah. do that really yeah. well. Yeah. All yeah. The delivery. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um I think that really helps with my work-life balance, which I can say, I, I have a nice life, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I work hard. Um, I have a good, supportive family. I, I know that I get a lot of help, and I'm so blessed for it, um, but for the most part, uh, I love what I do. I love being able to help people, and um, also, I think, with being a lawyer, I've been I've learned a lot of lessons. And I've been able to kind of use my skill to help, like family and friends. One of the hard lessons I like learned um, throughout my law career and helping friends and family is that you know, unfortunately, if you don't, if you are not familiar with like principles of law or principles of equity, you can get railroaded. You can get, you know, unfortunately, sucked into a situation you don't deserve to be in. Um, like, for example, like, not to pat myself on the back, but I will. Um, my, 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 my dad and my brother, they own some properties in Florida where, I mean, we live in California, and my brother lives in Singapore. They just have these investment properties. And they have the, the properties that my dad and my brother owned are um, subject to an HOA, and they, they're not there. So there was one time where, you know, the HOA kind of screwed up and, like, sent certain notices to the wrong address, and then my brother had a lien on his house that was, like, oh, totally baseless. So I had to spend some time, like, doing a little bit of research about, like, Florida law and just exchanging some correspondence where I was thinking, like, if they had to pay a lawyer to do this, that would have been, like, several thousand dollars mm-hmm. worth of work and unnecessary stress. Um, I was able to resolve it for them, and then, honestly – we should receive attorney's fees, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you were able to resolve a
1: bogus, uh, $2,000 charge off of a Joshua Tree Airbnb. Joshua that, Airbnb. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was very impressive. Yeah,
3: That's, that's just like, that's doing what's right. And that's, you know, that's another thing. Um, I feel like people have this like picture of lawyers that are, you know, the, the one that you see in movies is like kind of sleazy, like always looking for a buck. But you know, with my one of my bosses is such a great guy, and he just comes from a place of just good. Like, do the right thing, practice the right way, practice ethically, and then and then you'll get to where you need to be, or people will respect you, and you'll you'll never have to like look back and try to you know get out of a situation you never should have got yourself into. And that's another thing that I've learned in my practice is like be be realistic about like the good facts in your case and the bad facts in your case because the bad facts will always come out and that's just like that's like in life so yep. you know like when it comes to telling like a like a white lie or a big lie it's like y- you just learn that if you're gonna be dishonest you know someone's gonna find out and then you yeah. so might as well look dumb up front and then, this and is then a then, lesson hi, for our husbands hi. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie. Yeah.
2: Um, so with respect to, like, um, Chuk and, and Cha, like, what about, like, your transitions to motherhood, like, within your roles? Like, did you find it particularly difficult, like, the onboarding back to work, um, or even just, you know, balancing work as a new mom when you did go back, like, any, any nuggets to share there?
1: Um, well, I was really lucky to be in um, education where I think there are a lot of other people like me. Um, I think work-life balance in, in universities are typically a little bit easier um, because they do want to retain a lot of their staff and faculty. Um, and so for me, I, the only challenging part was the four-hour daily commute. So like the pumping was a little bit difficult, and the like the first month I was getting up at three a.m. to pump, and then I would feed her at four, and then I would leave the house at five to get to work by seven. Oh, so gosh. it was um it was That's it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot it was a lot. Um, but my boss was really understanding, and I was able to do two half days a week. Um, so it it was actually pretty. Pretty comfortable. It wasn't easy, but it was more comfortable than I think a lot of other women have to go through. So I was grateful for that.
3: Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think I have to agree because I work at a small firm. Um, The there's there's four attorneys, so there's like the main partner, and his wife is like the everything else that you know we're missing at the firm. She's like the HR, the business office. And she was so cute. Like when I when I got back to work after I took a three month maternity leave, she had set up like a little curtain to block out. Like the we have these these small uh, like these windows that are probably like two feet wide, and they go from top to bottom. And she set up a little curtain so that I could close it for when <gasps> I had to come. And it was there. She set up a little couch like for 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 my pumping station, which I never used. I just put papers on it. But, the, you know, the thought was really nice. Yeah,
2: only a woman would think of that,
3: honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I can't know. see a man
2: doing that for you. There'd be no curtain with a
3: man. No. <laughs> and I, I really, I feel like, you know, our our generation has benefited greatly from what, you know, the older generations had to go through. Like, they weren't so lucky. And, like, people looked at them with disdain when they, you know, oh, gross pumping and boobs and milk mm-hmm. in our fridge um i think i uh, i i i recognize that that we are very lucky to have that the accommodations are not so rare now if that makes sense and yeah i think that really helps a lot with my transition and and other than that like i i think working and working at home you just it's something that you have to learn and deal with, but you know, eventually you just get you get used to it, and you just you just roll with the punches. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You kind so, of just have to with yeah. everything in
3: life. I, I also think I also think I have like great mentors, like like Tilo. Uh, Tilo a great mentor too, but like Tilo, you like you were the first <laughs> to like go through all these things. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know we have you know this picture, it's like, it's going to be hard, and it is, like, life, life is hard. It would be so nice to just have everything taken care of for you, but it's like, we we very much have the mentality that, like, just do what you got to do, and we'll just get through it, and then at the end, it's like, we can look back at all our hard work and admire what we've done, and with our positive attitudes,
0: but...
2: And I think like, and I think like when you do something you love, there's really no lack of work ethic, I think. Yeah. Like if you actually like what you're doing, like you'll have the drive and the passion. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know guys I feel like every time we do this I learn something about each of you that I didn't know
3: <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah. Same. and it's so great it's so great <laughs> I don't know how I didn't know Ticha was a real estate agent
0: I know I
3: didn't <laughs> either. I not either I did not either not see she was no. at marketing herself
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a blip <laughs> <laughs> do you still have a license do you keep that
1: you know, I, no, no, it actually expired three years ago because I was just done. I was done like renewing it. And you have to take a test every four years, yeah. I think. And I was like, oh, yeah. No, no, Yeah, It I
2: no, it's work. <laughs>
3: yeah. would be so crazy to drive by like a property that's being listed by a teacher. <laughs> oh, my God. No, my dad did. He was selling a house
1: and he didn't have any signs of his own. So he used one of my signs like two years ago. And so one of my friends
2: called and was like, Tiffany, are you listing a house? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> he just had a sign in his trunk on like your says, face.
1: No, no, no. It, it
2: just says Tiffany Tay
1: with my cell phone number. Uh-huh. I like pointed out my cell phone number, but it's like Tiffany Tay, this direction. Like, go
2: here, go <laughs> here to see <Spie> house. <laughs> oh, oh I that's, love pretty it. that's pretty funny. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for this conversation and thank you to our listeners. It's been great. And I hope you guys, you know, enjoyed listening to a little bit more about us on a personal level. You know the the whole purpose of this this podcast is really for us to shed some light on on our own relationships and our own experiences as modern mamas um, living in this world, and and hopefully you guys identify with that and you and you enjoy listening. So we hope to see you guys um, here with us next time, and in the meantime, if you can, we'd appreciate five star review on itunes <laughs> and if there's any and if there's any topic you guys want to hear us talk about or discuss or if you want to chime in feel free to reach us at tiktoks at gmail.com and we also have an instagram account where you can reach us too and that's also tiktoks so thank you guys again um and we'll see you next time bye guys bye